Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Among other places. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. We are live with Kramer Says. You are live with Kramer Says Live. You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, and YouTube. Sometimes. They allow us there sometimes. We're there right now. And you can go get us on uh, TikTok account number 87. They uh, they killed 86 a couple of days ago, so 87 is now live. Just go search for it on TikTok. Uh, your calls tonight, toll free. We're going to count on you tonight to call in because I didn't do a lot of show prep. A lot of stuff was going on today uh, that didn't allow me to, to get to the show prep that I usually like to do, to the depth that I like to do. So taking a lot of calls tonight, the show's on you. You can call in at 877-619-3899. We'll take your calls here in just a moment. You can also get the Kramer Says podcast at Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't noticed yet, for those at home, uh, let's see if I can turn this off. Can I turn this off real quick so we can turn off the, the graphics here? Uh, let me let me do this. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if you can see. Uh, the new Kramer Says merch is in. That's a terrible picture of it. New Kramer Says merch is in. Uh, if you haven't gotten yourself some Kramer Says merch, uh, you can do that, and it funds the Kramer Says app. If you don't know about that, you can check it out at KramerSaysApp.com. Uh, it's not going to my pocket. We're putting it into funding for the Kramer Says app so that we can have our own social media platform, just like TikTok, um, when they ban it. And yes, that's going to happen. I have it on good authority that that is going to happen uh, by the end of this year. So uh, don't get too hooked up on your TikTok. There's uh, there's going to be other uh, other game players in the in the market. Uh, so if you haven't got your Kramer says merch yet, uh, all kinds of stuff, not just my face on stuff, but a bunch of other stuff that you can look at, um, and cups and hats and a lot more stuff coming. We're we're talking about doing uh, Kramer says thongs. I'm joking. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> Anyway, if you haven't done that, go check it out and get yourself an account at KramerSays.com. It's this free speech platform. Anybody who has an account on KramerSays.com, when we port it over to the new service, to the new um, social media platform there that we're currently building, um, you'll all be verified. That's the bonus of being a Kramer Says app member before, and you can do that right now at KramerSays.com, free to join up. And you don't have to buy anything. It's completely free. Um, and you can go enjoy yourself. Did you watch the news today? There are two big things happened today. Um, the one was the, the Supreme Court ethics hearing. If, if you didn't get a chance to, to take a gander at that, uh, it was a train wreck. Democrats basically trying to do with the Supreme Court that they were trying to do with our elections last fall. If you remember, the federal government, Democrats, wanted to take over the election process and remove that power from the states. Well, now they're doing the exact same thing with the Supreme Court. They want to give the Supreme Court some oversight, now, here's the interesting thing about both of the things that they've tried here in the last few months. Um, they're unconstitutional. Above, across the board, unconstitutional. Uh, everybody on the right today said, hey, listen, this is black letter law. Kennedy said that today. It's black letter law. This has been uh, decided eons ago. Congress has no oversight over the Supreme Court. So that was the fight that happened today. Three hours a lot of boring speeches, but the Democrats are out to get every institution that we have. They want complete control because they don't like the outcomes of what the courts are doing. They don't like the Roe v. Wade decision. They don't like the um, anybody can donate to a campaign and you don't have to tell who it is. They don't like uh, any of these. They don't like any of these cases that have gone against them because, well, it hurts. Just imagine if the Supreme Court says, yeah, you, you got to show ID to vote. You got to show who you are. Just imagine that. It, it'd drive them crazy. That's why they don't want it, because they want control. 
Because with control, well, look at Katie Hobbs in Arizona. She controlled the entire process of her getting elected. She remained as Secretary of State until until she was in the governor's seat. She, She was the Secretary of State over her own election. Talk about conflict of interest. So we've got to get this power back. Today, that was a big hearing. But even more than that, even more than that is the fact that what we've been saying here at Kramer Says for the last two years is coming to fruition. Uh, I wish I were wrong. We, we have been looking at it from the, the standpoint of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and so on that really understand the system, um, that understand commercial banking and understand uh, employee and employee health care systems and all the stuff that goes into a business. We get it because that's who we are. We're business owners. And we've been saying, based on what we see, that there's going to be a collapse at some point. Well, it started. So the first one was SVB. I can't even remember what the second one was. And then we had First uh, First Republic that just happened over the weekend. So they closed down on Friday. They don't tell you. You find about it. You find out about it on Monday. Well, the bad news is, is that regional banks, just like we thought was going to happen, well, they took a huge nosedive over the last few days. Uh, over today, in fact, and I had a graphic here on my desktop, and I cannot find it. Uh, well, they'll talk about it here in the story. Um, the system is collapsing. It's not what I wanted. It's not what we wanted. It's what we expected. That's why we got our ducks in a row. Several banks lost huge amount of stock today. Took a what they call a tumble. These are the precursors to the collapse. These are now regional banks. The banks that Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase said shouldn't be affected. Well, they're being affected. Here's more about it. Regional banks in focus once again today as the market digests the fallout of the First Republic failure and sale to J.P. Morgan. The KRE Regional Bank ETF down a little more than 6%. PacWest, Western Alliance, Comerica, Zions, and KeyCorp leading the industry to the downside today. Now, the sell-off is a combination of each bank's commercial real estate exposure, level of uninsured deposits, a lot of various factors and variables that are causing them to sell off. The bearish thesis stems from the fact that First Republic's bondholders and stockholders were wiped out in yesterday's season sale to J.P. Morgan, and the market is essentially revaluing its downside risk in the event that another regional sees the same fate. The deal also highlighted the power of the big bank balance sheet preferred by the FDIC in this case to acquire the failed bank out of receivership due to cost concerns. In a world of potential industry consolidation, though, this calls into question regionals' ability to compete. The timing is kind of unfortunate, too, coming off the heels of better-than-expected Q1 earnings last week, but right ahead of tomorrow's Fed meeting and amid the debt ceiling debacle. In a Goldman note to clients out a short while ago, the firm notes that this this morning's sell-off was driven largely by hedge funds, specifically short pressure. The firm notes that the lack of a relief rally yesterday when the J.P. Morgan First Republic news was announced sent a bearish signal to the market, guys. All right, let's, uh, let's dig, dig a little deeper here. You mentioned one thing, and that is the level of uninsured deposits that some of these regional banks have. Why is that such a sore point? Uh, are, they wor- are investors worried that that money is not sticky money and yeah. might flee to money market funds or other higher-yielding alternatives? 
Uninsured deposits, that's exactly right, Tyler, are seen as riskier forms of deposits because people look at what's going on, they feel the jitters, they start to have the concern that, you know, there could be some sort of failure here. Uninsured deposits would be the ones most vulnerable. And so, so those are the ones that tend to be uh, to, to leave the bank first. So could bankers, uh, regional bankers, ameliorate that problem by paying more on deposits. In other words, if I make mm -hmm. more money on, on my deposit at your bank, I will be less inclined to flee to another kind of product. So that's one response, but I think it depends on the, the risk calculation that each individual depositor is looking at, because they may pay more, but if the bank fails, that amount is worthless because you have the risk of losing all of your capital if it's uninsured at that particular bank. And that's why the FDC, we talked about this yesterday, that's why the FDC is looking at potential reforms to make people feel like their money is safe in these institutions and they're not going to pull them out. The risk of pulling out these uninsured insured deposits is that it affects the asset side of the balance sheet. There's a, a mismatch that's created, and that's the concern that the market has with regard right. to some of these, uh, the flightiness of the uninsured deposits. Fascinating answer. Uh, Leslie, thank you very much. Leslie Pickett. So what we found is that over the last few months, what we've been saying is going to happen is happening. Now, listen, I'm not a banking expert. I, I'm not Jamie Dimon. Uh, but I do know basic economics, economics 101. And when you take in less than you owe, at some point, it's got to give. There's a straw that breaks the camel's back, and now we're starting to see it. Again, it brings me no joy to say what we've been predicting for months is starting to happen. 25% losses, 15% losses, 10% losses in these banks are huge amounts of money. It puts these banks at risk. And what we've been saying for the longest time is, listen, we don't care about the guys at the top. They're going to get taken care of. It's these regional and smaller banks that are going to be a problem. Not only do we have the issue currently of the, the banking issue being what it is because of the economy for the last two years, but the commercial real estate market is in trouble. It is a bubble, $22 trillion sitting there waiting to implode. Why? Well, because you didn't go back to work. Your neighbor didn't go back to work. And the business owners decided, hey, listen, you know what? These people don't want to come back to work. We're getting the same shitty work out of them at home that we were getting here. Why should we be paying 10, 20, 30, $100,000 a month for these buildings for people to gather at to do the work when they can do it all from home? And so what we've seen in cities like New York, San Francisco, Dallas, and so on, where there used to be high demand, they're now having problems filling the office space that they have. What does that mean? That means those building, buildings are going to be leveraged. That means the owners can't pay their bills. The owners can't pay their bills. What happens to the banks? They default on the banks. The buildings go back to the banks. What do you think happens next? This is a problem that is feeding itself because of the administration in Washington, D.C. You should know everything you need to know about Democrats, and in particular about this group of Democrats, when Obama was debating uh, Donald Trump, or not debating Donald Trump, when he was at a uh, town hall uh, uh, campaigning against Trump. And he asked the question, where is he going to come up with all these jobs? Is he just going to wave a magic wand and they're going to magically appear? Well, the reason he asked that question is because he has no idea how business is created, how jobs are created, 
how you make value out of nothing. Those of us who are entrepreneurs and business owners, we understand that. We get that. We create value by the things that we do, the services we offer. That's what we understand. But if you've never built a business and you've never had to deliver on a deadline to a client for a set amount, because they don't know set amounts, they, they want it open-ended, they want as much money as you'll give them. If you don't understand those things, there's no way you can govern the economy. Well, you can't govern it effectively because you don't understand it. You don't understand the dynamics of how things work. Business owners, I, I, I said the other day to a friend of mine, he goes, man, he said, I'd love to be a business owner. I go, really? He goes, yeah, you guys work half days. And I go, yeah, we do. And we get, to, we get to choose which 12 they are. If you're a business owner, you understand fully that when you get up in the morning, your problems have just begun. Your job all day long is putting out fire after fire after fire after fire. That's all it is, is figuring out how to solve problems. They don't understand that because government, politicians, they don't solve problems. They only create them. They create regulations that give you the headaches. They create rules that give you the headaches. They create taxes that cost you money. I think the American people are about to get a, a real awakening. And this new generation, the millennials, who um, are really, really <laughs> way over their head uh, in debt and understanding of what happens. They've been told their entire lives that they're special. They're about to learn they're not. I hope to God that they have what it takes to weather a depression because that's what's headed our way. They're going to try and weather it. They're going to try and... Uh, gloss this over and make it seem like it's nothing. Jamie Nyman said, hey, listen, the biggest problem's over. Uh, one day later, less than 24 hours later, the regional banks are saying, not so fast, motherfucker. Hold my beer. We're going to do exactly what happened in 08. Remember, we were told that the banks would not do what they did in 08. The problem that, that we have in 08 is, is that it was one sector that was stressed. It was the housing sector that was stressed. It wasn't everything. Today, it's everything. It's apartment complexes are not paying their bills to the banks. Believe it or not. People are over leveraged with their credit cards. They're not paying the banks. COVID tapped them out. They weren't smart. They thought that the easy money was going to last forever, so they just kept spending. They thought it would finally get back to normal. For those of us who knew that it would never get back to normal with these people in charge, we held back. We stopped spending. I'm still sp stopping spending. My wife and I went through our list of all the things, all of the subscriptions that we have that we don't need anymore. Poof, gone. Saving $100, $200, $300 here and there. The monthly fees, getting those down so that we can stop the bleeding. Because I see worse days ahead. What we've seen over the last five to six days, what happened over the weekend with First Republic, this is the tip of the iceberg. It's the beginning. We said it with SVB. We expected it to happen last fall. We think that politically that these banks and so on have kind of massaged it to put it where it is now. So it didn't affect the Democrats going into the 22 elections. But we were calling it last fall. We were behind by about eight months or ahead by about eight months. So if that's the case, the other predictions we have fall right with the election. This does not stop. They're going to try and tell you, oh, oh, it's just a bump. They did the exact same thing in 07 and 08. 
For those of you that weathered that storm, this is nothing like it. Because you see, the last time, it was one sector. You weren't going to lose your job because of the housing industry. If you were in another industry, you weren't going to lose it. Today, you might. Why? Well, because the housing sector affects this, and this bank won't loan to this area now, and so your job can't get the, the money that it needs to order the parts it needs to make the, the widget that you create. We have no money. The money's done. It's gone. Dana White of UFC fame put it best. He says, we are entering an age of male dominance. Alpha males will, will be the ones that come out on the other side of this. You can, you can take uh, that for what it is. You can get upset about what I just said. If you're into this gender affirmation and all the other bullshit, listen, when you don't have food on the table, when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, when you don't know where you're going to sleep because you got kicked out of your apartment because you couldn't pay for it, you've lost your home to the bank, gender fluidity and all the other bullshit will not matter to you. You won't give two shits about it. And you're going to have a very short fuse of those people who want to continue down that path. Some of us are already there. <laughs> Folks, it's getting scary out there. I'm not here as a dark cloud. I'm the canary in the coal mine. I'm telling you, it is not going to get better. The people in power don't know how or refuse to. We've got the border that all they have to do is say, listen, we're going to enforce the laws on the books and not allow, allow the half million to million people that are currently staged along the border. We're not going to allow them in. They won't do it. They will not do it. They're going to send the military down there. They're going to send the military down there and say, listen, this is to keep the peace and everything, and we're not going to do law enforcement. Then why are they going? The only thing that you should be doing with the military and law enforcement is securing our fucking border, as outlined in the Constitution. But these men and women that are in charge right now have no um, intention of obeying the Constitution. Today we heard that the Constitution isn't even necessary. They think it's an old piece of paper. What they don't understand is the Constitution are the rules of what we live by. It's the rules to the game we're playing. So everybody's on the same side. So that no one's above the law, they're not abiding by the law. They're not abiding by the Constitution. Joe Biden's only real, only real thing he's supposed to do constitutionally is secure our borders and make sure that war uh, is an act upon us, is protect the American people, protect our constitutional rights. That's the job of the president. You, you learned that in civics, but they stopped teaching that. Why they stopped teaching it? Because they don't want you to know how the system works. If you know how the system works, you know what to expect out of it. And if you know what to expect out of it, then you hold people accountable. That's not been happening. The border is wide open. Mayorkas he shouldn't only be impeached, he should be indicted immediately. I'm calling out, I think, some others have already done it, they're, tre they're treasonous. Kramer, that means that, that, the, that the death warrant or the death penalty is on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We're at that point, folks. They're either inept or they're traitors. There's no in-between. 
saying anything otherwise to try and be nice to these people, it's not going to get us where we need to get. Today, when I heard about what was amassing on the, the border and um, that the situation has gotten to where we thought it would get to, that these people are not stupid. They know that there's a deadline. There's a one-day sale. May 12th. The border opens on May 12th. The new May Day in America. Come on in, everybody. Under Biden, 5 million illegals have entered our nation. We have no idea where they are. That's an additional 5 million on top of the estimated 30 million that are already here. And guess what they want? They want free services. They want free health care. They want free housing. And guess what the Biden administration is going to do? They're going to give it to them. They're going to give it to them while they overlook what's happening with you and your family. As you're trying to make ends meet, they don't give a shit. That's why I think it's important, and I don't say this lightly, this is not a hyperbole. If you're part of a militia, this is where America needs you. I wish I had a bigger voice. I wish I had a bigger following to call on more people to head to the, to head to the border. To protect our nation, our country refuses to do it. Our government refuses to do it. This is what the militia is for, is to protect our borders when our government doesn't have the ability or the will to do it. That's what the militia is for. It's to protect we the people when our government refuses to protect we the people. So yes, I'm calling on the militia. Now is the time to stand. Now is the time to head to the border and do what the nation is looking for is security. But, but Kramer, there may be a firefight. So be it. We're being invaded. We don't know who's coming in. Let me, let me put this around the other way, folks. If you, are to, if you were to cross the border and to go into Mexico illegally, you go to jail. You can't go to Mexico and open a business as an American citizen. Nope. Illegal. You got to have a Mexican partner. Yep. You got to get approval to do that. They don't allow that shit in their country. Why? Well, because they're protecting their citizens. They're protecting the people in the country. Yes, we're a welcoming country. We're a land of immigration. Everybody in America is a, is a mutt. We're all mutts except for the purebreds it came from, and they're, for, they're just off the boat. But the rest of us are mutts. We're intermingled. My family is interracial. We've got everything in our family. It looks like the UN when you come over for a, for a uh, gathering. It looks like a UN meeting. We're a melting pot. But when you allow another group of people and when I say group, everybody, well, it's a Hispanic. It's not the Hispanics. It's everybody on the fucking planet coming through our southern border. An 800% increase of Chinese illegals coming in from our northern border. Yet Mayorkas and Biden, they say that it's all set up. It's all good. It's all, it's all safe. Everybody's good. That's why it's time for the militia. It's time for the men and women in this nation who have defended other, other nations' borders. It's time for them to step up. We call on them now to do their part. We will support you. We will help you. But now is the time. Well, Kramer, that's crazy talk. No, this is what you do. This is what communities do when the government refuses to do their job. When, when the, the train derailed in East Palestine, 
Who was the first people there working? It wasn't the federal government. It was the local people. And then when the bigwigs came in, guess what they did? They set the entire town on fire. They torched that city, the experts. The residents would have been a little bit more hesitant, I I believe. I don't think they would have been as quick to burn toxic chemicals in their environment just to get the problem done so they could get the train reopened. I'll bet they wouldn't have done that. But they weren't given the option to do that. No, the experts came in and created more and more problems. Reminds me of that movie Office Space where the guy uh, does the the uh, the program that's going to skim a little bit of money off of the corporate. You know, he's going to skim off the 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 the, the extra uh, pennies that that the fractions of pennies, and, and he's going to it's going to take months. And, and in two days, they they've raked in two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he goes, I always do that. I misplace the decimal point. That's our government officials. The government officials that we have, for the most part, and I know a ton of them. Great folks, not the smartest, you know, not the sharpest um, hammers in the bu- in the in the bag. I, I think that the American people give their politicians way too much credit. They're not that smart. A lot of them, in fact, uh, it was the only government politics is the only thing that they're really good at. They can get you to like them. They don't have to work real hard. And they're just likable enough that you'll put up with them because, well, they're they're the devil, you know as opposed to the guy who's really good at the job, but you won't give that person a shot because the guy that you've already got in there says the person that you don't know is more dangerous than the one you know. I know that I don't work real hard, but they may work even less than I do, and you don't want that happening. That's why it's important that the American people start to expect more instead of less. They look at Congress, they look at the Senate, they look at the system, they look at the deep state, they look at all the problems that are in front of us, and they just put their hands up in the air and go, I give up. No, that's not when you give up, that's when you get to work. That's when you start holding people accountable. Our show tonight was intended to be about uh, grassroots movement. We're going to do that. We're trying to get... um, um, is it, Scott, is it Scott Pressler? I think is his name. Young kid who's doing great work across the country. Uh, he was out in Vegas uh, over the last couple of days, and uh, we're trying to get him on the show to talk to you about how to do grassroots movement. What can you do in your neighborhood? What can you do in your community? You see, folks, it doesn't take big things. Everybody thinks that they've got to do something big. Well, no, the way that you build community is is you start in your community. You start with the the houses on your street. You start with the houses on the other side of the street. You get to know each other, and you find out people among you that have the same causes in mind. You host something at your house, a little get-together. Let's talk about the important things in our community, just on our block. What about our schools? What about state taxes? What about what's going on in the federal government? What ends up happening is, is by getting together and not feeling alone, you start to realize that you have power in numbers. That's how you do it. It doesn't have to be big measures. You don't have to have a million-man march to make an impact. No, a 30-man march at the right time of night in front of the right person's home, that can send quite the message. That's what the left does. And it seems quite effective. You've got to quit thinking that you can do what you want to do and not play the game by the rules that are out there. They've got a different set of rules. We've got to play by their rules if we want to win their game. We're playing our game. They're playing their game by their rules. And then you get upset and you say, well, that's not fair. You're not playing by the rules. You're right. They're not. 
So it's time that we start doing the same thing. I know it sounds terrible. People go, well, what does that mean? That means that this fall, I'm sorry, in 24, the fall of 24, that for the elections, well, folks, we're going to have to go get some um, uh, ballot harvesting lessons. If that's, if that's the way they're going to do it, then let's play by the rules they're fucking playing by. And then hold them accountable. And then when we get back in power, we change the laws. I have a feeling that if getting caught committing election fraud or getting caught uh, with voter fraud, if that was a death sentence, well, let's just say 50 years in jail, 50 years in prison, no answer for buts. If you're busted cheating in an electoral system in any way, shape or form, it's a life sentence. I bet that shit would stop overnight, wouldn't it? But it won't. Because the people in charge, the people that are cheating, they don't want you to know what's going on. They're trying to make you and your children dumber. How do I know that? Well, it's a threat to democracy if you want to see what happened in 2020. You're a threat to the system if you want to see what happened in Arizona in 2022. They will sue you so that you can't see what happened. Here's what's interesting. In Arizona, again, they can't reconcile the votes. Wisconsin, they can't reconcile the votes. From 2020, they still can't reconcile them. They've had two years. What does that tell you? They've had three years. What does that tell you? Some people say, well, Kramer, you can't prove. Listen, I don't have to prove anything. All I have to do is look at the system. My bank doesn't allow me to see what's in my bank account. And they just tell me, trust me, bro, we got problems. Why, are, why, are, why is your vote any different? Why is your voice any different? Why don't you hold them to the same account? Why aren't you in the streets demanding in Arizona and Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania? Well, they're counting on you to do the Bud Light thing. Do you know what the Bud Light thing is? The Bud Light thing is that you're all upset about Dylan Mulvaney being on the side of a can and you'll boycott him for six or seven weeks and then they'll take him off and you'll forget about it. And in six, seven months, you'll be drinking Bud Light again, if not sooner. They know that they, well, they know this. They know you're lazy. You're an American. They'll make it just easy enough for you not to stand up and say something about it. Well, it's time to stand up. It's time to secure our border. If our government will not do it, we'll do it ourselves. Then we'll hold you in account. You see, the Constitution gives us the authority to kick these motherfuckers out. We don't even have to do it with a revolution. We just walk in one day and say, you're done. We're going to start over. That's, it's, it's, it's stated. Not only is it, do we have the authority, but we have the responsibility to do that. That's why they don't teach civics in school anymore. That's why they don't teach your kids the Constitution. That's why they don't teach your kids their rights. Gen Xers, the boomers, were the last generation to get a full, fully liberal, what do you call it, uh, liberal education. We were taught all of our rights. In fact, we had to memorize them and what they are and know what they mean. Today, far too many police officers have no idea what their limitations are. They don't know what the limitations on the police are. They think they've got the right to do anything. Well, I suspect you've... Well, 
suspect is not being suspected of something isn't a crime. You tell me when I've committed a crime, officer. And then what do they do? Well, they get upset because you've challenged their authority. If you think police officers are like that, politicians aren't any better, folks. They're, they're people, too. They've got the same human tendencies. How dare you challenge my authority? That's why Ashley Babbitt was shot. How dare you challenge my authority? That's why men and women are sitting in jail right now for over three years without bail for trespassing. How dare you? We'll show. We'll show the rest of the people in this nation. Do you know why nobody's rising up? Do you know why nobody's standing up in this nation? Do you know why what's going on in France, in Paris on a daily basis is not happening here? Because of January 6th. They are going to make these women and men, they're going to make them examples. Do not fuck with the powers that be. And until you stand and demand your rights, you're not going to get them back. And by the way, they didn't take them. I've been saying this for months. They didn't take your rights. You gave them. Your silence gives them permission to take them. If you don't stand and defend your right, it's gone. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not fair, Kramer. That's not right. That's the way things are. And you better get used to it. Free speech has been taken because we refuse to stand for it and demand that our politicians, those that can do it in a heartbeat, hey, all you have to do is say that social media platforms are no different than the phone companies. You got common carrier extensions. That's it. You got the common carrier provision. They can't come in and say dick about what you say on their platform. They're making something from your uh, time on the platform. They're selling you ads or getting your data, whatever. That's the trade-off. But because of that, they don't get to tell me what I can say now. The part of the contract is, is that I give them my time, I give them my data, and for that, they give me the ability to speak and spread my message. That's the exchange. But they're not happy with that. They're, they're leftist. They're Marxist. They want complete control of your voice, your thoughts, and everything. That's why I've never stopped. That's why I don't give in, because I see what it is. It's conditioning. They'll do it a little bit here. They did it in school with our kids. They conditioned our kids on what to be and what to say, how they can talk and what they can't say. We'll tell you what clothes you can and can't wear at school. That's what happens when you don't pay attention to what's going on. Uh, and that's why it's important to protect the things that we have. Free speech, for example. That's why Tusk, the web browser built by conservatives for conservatives, is the right thing to have. If you, if you don't have Tusk, go get it. Is it perfect? No. They're building. Tusk is like America. It's not perfect, but they're building a more perfect version on a daily basis. They've just integrated a new AI chat tool that makes searching so much more easy. Go check it out. Tuskbrowser.com. Welcome back. Kramer says live on a Tuesday night. You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, and YouTube. Account number 87, also live on TikTok. Um, today, the big news today was the Supreme Court ethics oversight hearing. If you didn't get to watch that three hours of boredom, 
thank your lucky stars because it was just that. But a lot of things happened in that meeting today. It wasn't real exciting. There wasn't any yelling and screaming. But a lot of facts came out about what the Democrats want to do with SCOTUS, what they want to do with the Supreme Court. Basically, what they want is they want oversight over the Supreme Court. Now, it's very clear in the Constitution, and maybe you've heard this term from time to time, um, but we have this little thing in the United States called the separation of powers. Congress has no oversight over the president. The president has no oversight over Congress. Likewise, the Supreme Court court has no oversight from the uh, president, the, the executive branch, or from the congressional branch. That's the way the system was set up. Why? So that we didn't have politics involved across all things. Yet, here we are. Democrats demanding, demanding that they be given control of the Supreme Court. And keep in mind, they wanted the exact same thing over elections last fall. They lost. They've got the Restrict Act in place. These are Republicans and Democrats coming together. And this right now is the time that you stand. People keep asking, well, what do we do? What do we do? Start calling about the Restrict Act. Um, if you need information on where to call and so on, these are the addresses to get in touch with the websites that will tell you who your representatives are. Uh, for those of you not uh, seeing this image on uh, your screen on IG and so on, uh, if you want to find out who your representative is in the House, you go to House.gov. If you want to find out who your representative is in the Senate, go to Senate.gov. If you want to get a hold of the switchboard at the White House, and by the way, if you go to the House.gov and the Senate.gov websites, you'll get contact information for all the people in your state, uh, their phone numbers, their office numbers, all of that stuff is available uh, through those two websites. If you want to leave a comment for the White House, I suggest you be nice. Don't leave threats. <laughs> they look that shit up. Uh, you can go to the switchboard direct at 202-456-1414. You can leave a message for Joe. You can leave a message for anybody in the White House at that number, 202-456-1414. You can also leave a comment on the comments line at 202-456-1111. And those are the starts. That's how you start. You start making your voice heard. It's that easy. All you have to do is let your fingers do the walking and do some talking and let the people know what's going on and how upset you are with, with Chuck Schumer. I'm really upset with Chuck Schumer because Chucky's gotten in the habit of making threats, thinking that he has the authority and the right to tell the American people what they can and can't do. Yeah, he um, he decided that, uh, well, he was going to to tell Fox News what they could do with Tucker Carlson that they needed to shut Tucker Carlson up, that he needed to be quiet. And so what did he do? He went to the, the floor of the Senate and said to Murdoch, the owners of Fox News, get this man off of there. Now I'm paraphrasing. But before he did that, he did this. Inside, Inside the, walls the walls of this, this court, court, the, the Supreme, Supreme Court is hearing arguments, arguments, as you know, know for, for the first major abortion right cases since Justices Kavanaugh. And Justices Gorsuch came to the bench. We know what's at stake. Over the last three years, women's reproductive rights have come under attack in a way we haven't seen in modern history. From Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislatures are waging a war on women. All women. Bullshit. 
and they're, and they're taking, taking away, away fundamental, fundamental rights. rights. I, I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You, you have, have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. There we go. That that's Democrats threatening Supreme Court justices. What happened right after that? What happened right after that was a gentleman went to, um, I believe, uh, it was Alito, I believe. I can't remember. It's been a long day. Um, but showed up at his house um, ready to kill him. One of the Supreme Court justices, a young man showed up with a firearm. He was going to kill not just that judge, but other Supreme Court justices and federal judges. That was the plan. What happened to that story? Poof. Disappears. Wrong narrative. Now what is um, what is um, Schumer doing? Well, he's saying this. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. With contempt for the facts, disregard of the risks, and knowing full well he was lying, lying to his audience, Fox News host Tucker Carlson ran a lengthy segment last night arguing the January 6th Capitol attack was not a violent insurrection. That is not right. That is disinformation, sir. That is a fucking lie. That's not what he said. What he said was, it's not what we were being told. There's a big difference. What you're saying is a lie. What he said is, what we've been told is not what really happened. That wasn't exactly what happened that day. By diving deep into the waters of conspiracy, no conspiracy. And cherry picking. Nope. From thousands of hours of security footage. Mr. No different. Now, I, what I think is funny is he said that they were cherry picking the footage. Uh, let's go back and look what Tucker Carlson did that night. Is that what he did is he showcased what the January 6th committee showed the American people, what their testimony was, their cherry picking, and he said, you see what they said here? That's not how it happened. And he showed the footage showing that what what they had said, the lie that they had told, that it was that. It was a fabrication. It didn't happen. Schumer continues. Mr. Carlson told the bold-faced lie that the Capitol attack, which we all saw with our own eyes, was somehow not an attack at all. He tried to argue it was nothing more than a peaceful sightseeing tour. Can not you true. imagine? Not true. A nonviolent demonstration a perfectly fine and appropriate instance of people expressing their opinion. And there were people out there doing that. The vast majority of the crowd on January 6th didn't go into the building, the vast majority. The vast majority of people there that were there that day, the vast majority, 99%, didn't touch an officer or hit an officer or try to, to break into anything. No, it was it was it was those those extremists out there from Antifa and Black Lives Matter and maybe maybe some people from Trump. I, I expect that that one percent was made up of the FBI and they won't tell us exactly how many were there. So I'm going to say that they were the one percent since they won't tell us how many they had in. I'm going to assume it was all of them because I was there on January 6th. I had no desire to hit any officers. I didn't. I didn't have any desire to set anything on fire. I didn't. I didn't have any desire to go into the building. I didn't go in. 
I'm one of the 99% that did dick, except what we was we were allowed to do that day, which was air our grievances against our elected officials. That's the authority that we have in the Constitution. It's a constitutionally protected activity. Your life with Kramer says, what's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Chris from North Carolina. Chris from North Carolina. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, just sidetrack you a little bit. I tried calling uh, tail end of last week, but every time I called, it would just end my call right away. Yeah, we were having but, technical uh, issues. We, we've solved yeah. all of those. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling back. Well, uh, so I'm going to kind of go back to that. You'll probably get a laugh about it. Uh, you were talking about uh, transgenders and all this other bullshit and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, I heard a saying the, uh, last week uh, that kind of relates to them. Um, if you build a thousand bridges and suck one dick, you're not a bridge builder. You're a dick sucker. That's true. That is true in so many different areas. It's true. It is what it is. Um, I, I think it's interesting that the American people are are so afraid of being canceled that they're they're afraid of saying something that blunt because it might get them canceled. It might get them in trouble. You agree? Well, everything. Oh yeah, everything. Everything relates back to being canceled, and I think. A lot of it stems from the January 6th thing, because if you look at our Constitution, the Constitution has in there the Second Amendment to prevent tyranny to overthrow a tyrannical government. Yep. But they, the government also says, oh, you uh, 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 trespassed into the Capitol building. I'm like, that's not your fucking building. That's my building. I paid for that fucking shit. I agree. I agree. I don't agree with the people who who no, if hit you're officers. Going breaking windows and stuff. Right. Then no. Yeah. yeah. Destruction. Destruction of pro- public property. I got a problem with. Um, but the people that just went into their house, I, I don't have. I don't have a problem with people that just went in and, and gandered around. But there were there were people that just took a walk through, had never been there before, walked through and left, didn't touch anything, and they're now facing jail time. That's bullshit. That that is a government that is after its people to to prove a lesson to to show who's more powerful. I think though, Chris, and and tell me if I'm wrong here. Do you think that they're poking the bear a little too hard these days? Oh yeah, definitely. It's just a matter of people will actually stand up. Well, I think that when the banks start to fail and they lose everything that they've got in their bank accounts, I, I believe that that'll be a wake-up call. Don't you? Look at France. France is on fire right now. Yeah. Look at France. I mean, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of examples. I mean, it, it's there. It's just our country is so large and it's so vast. Um, it's it's going to be hard pressed to have another 1776. I've been saying the same thing for the longest time is that this romanticism that certain people have with a 1776 type revolution or civil war in this country, it's not going to happen to what you're saying. Well, it's, almost, it's almost like the Q thing too. How's that? It's like this, this dream and idea uh, that we're going to have this, you know, magical rebellion. It's not going to happen like it did in 1776. No. Q doesn't exist. It's, there's no. There's not going to be a savior. You're going to have to stand up on your own two feet, 
and speak your voice and make it heard. Well, what what if it were? Let's look at it from a different perspective. One of my one of my uh, superpowers is being able to look at situations um, from different angles that nobody else is seeing. Because you're, you're most people tackle a problem head on. I like to come at it from the side <laughs> or, or from the rear, right? I look at it from a different perspective. Uh, let's assume for a moment that the powers that be, if there's really an evil cabal that wants all of this to happen, they don't care about politics. Left and right doesn't matter to them. The Republicans and the Democrats, they don't matter. All that matters is winning, right? So what's the best way to win 100% across the board? Is to let everything fail. So, Chris, is it is it likely that what they're going to do is slowly allow everything to collapse and then just let the chips fall where they may. They're going to pull up and be safe wherever they are, right? They're going to pull up their feet out of the water. As everybody under the water is fighting for their life, they're going to pull their feet out of the water and just sit there on the on the dock watching us all drown. And then the survivors, they'll come back in and say, okay, now we govern you. That's what I expect to happen. Because you don't have well, to exert any, you don't have to exert any energy or anything at all to do that. We will fight amongst ourselves when the food gets scarce, when there's no money. The we we already see it in the inner cities, uh, the the people that are getting beat up on a daily basis and just left on the streets to die by their fellow citizens. That's the end of civilization. That's the end of culture. That's that's how I expect it to happen. I don't think there's well, the civil war is going to happen. If, no, it's not. There's not going to be a civil war. It's going to be. Basically, like you said, pretty chaos. Um, if you look at George Soros, George Soros doesn't go in and fund presidential candidates per se. Nope. Now, he has donated some money. and stuff. What he'll do is he'll go into a community and he'll fund the campaign for a district attorney or something like that that'll go in and when someone commits you know, a felony or whatever, They'll go in, slap them on the wrist, let them back out. They'll go out, commit more chaos. The next thing you know, you end up with Chicago and other uh, cities around the uh, country where it's purity just hectic. Right. And it's not going to get any better. And all they're doing is sowing chaos, and uh, that's what they want because – as long as you're focused on the chaos, you're not going to be focused on what the actual plan is. Right. Well, that's what I've been saying for the <laughs> since I came out and, and pissed off all the Q people that Q doesn't exist. Right. That there's not a savior behind the scenes, even if there was a Q. Let, let's say that their, their wet dream came true. Right. And Trump has been running this secret program behind the scene the entire time and been in charge of the military the entire time. I can't get on board with it because it's unconstitutional. It doesn't abide by the Constitution. Trump can't suspend the Constitution. I wouldn't allow Biden to do it. Why would I allow Trump to do it? Why would I allow the military to suspend the Constitution? That's what they would have to do to make that work. Otherwise, it's unconstitutional and it's a military coup. Illegal. Can't happen. Well, my personal belief is I feel like Q was uh, a propaganda that was seeded from the left. That's my personal opinion on it. I think it well, was General Flynn from says, the left. General Flynn said it was a CIA PSYOP. You see, I, I believe, and jump in here, Chris, at any point, but I, but I believe that the CIA has been working against the American people and working to create the WEF and these other international organizations so that they could run the entire planet, 
I, I think that's been the, the, the drive of the CIA since the, the late 1950s, early 1960s. It's my belief that the CIA, and we already know it, the CIA played a role along with the FBI in the assassination of JFK. It's my belief. I was just about to say that. If they can sit there and play a role in the assassination of a U.S. president, 60 years what ago makes you think they won't yeah what makes you think they won't do this and that's that's what that's what my con, my conjecture is is that if i had to, to create a thesis on what's currently happening the coup wasn't in 2020 with donald trump that didn't happen the coup in this nation happened in 1963 when they assassinated JFK. Why? Because he said that he was going to abolish, that he was going to shatter the CIA into dust and then spread that dust to the four corners of the earth. Within three weeks later, he was dead. That's what happens when you uh, publicly talk bad about uh, the three-letter agencies. Well, not just the three-letter agencies, because keep in mind, Chris, that they don't run themselves. They're run by people outside. They're run by the people in the secret secret organizations that they belonged in, you know, Cross and Bones and these other organizations at Yale and Harvard and Princeton. These secret organizations that are the real power behind our nation. It's not it's not a it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. These people exist. These people belong to these organizations. I, I think that it's yeah. time that the American people listen. Alex Jones may be crazy, but that doesn't mean that Alex Jones isn't sometimes right. And 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 uh, Joe Rogan said it. He goes, "Yeah," he says, "I you know he comes in here and he's all crazy, but then he turns out to be right." And, and I think the American I people got to wake up. That's what I was just about to say. Is if you look at it, see me personally, I, I've always been a conservative, but the older I get, the more I find I'm more libertarian than conservative. I agree. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, but well, and describe that. Describe, describe that. Donald describe. What, explain. Explain to me why you say you're more libertarian than a Republican. Explain that. that that's interesting to me. Uh, because uh, I'm not going to fuck with anybody, and I don't want nobody fucking with me. If I paid for something, it's mine. Just like I don't agree with HOAs. Yep, agree 100. <laughs> percent That's why I got uh, on the board of my I, HOA. I, I didn't want them ripping me will, off anymore. I will. I will never purchase a house. In a neighborhood that has an HOA, we, we nope learned our lesson. Um, but you know, back to what I was saying is before the whole Donald Trump thing, before 2016 and all that stuff. Um, I used to, you know, I, I've always been conservative, but like I said, the older I get, the more libertarian I turn. Um, I was always, I would hear like. Um, uh, Jones and everyone else talk, and I'd be like, "Man, you're a crackpot." <laughs> yeah. And then it started getting through the Trump years, and then after uh, you know 2020, I'm like, you know what? The difference between a conspiracy theorist and uh, reality is only a couple weeks to a month. Yep. Yep. So, so when I'm telling you, when I'm telling you that what we expect to see in the next six to ten weeks. Right. It, it, it's based on everything that we've seen over the last 60 years. So so the banks, you know, I, I was <laughs> last fall, I was talking about the fact that Zillow sold off a ton of their homes. Uh, and I can't remember the other uh, outlet, uh, real estate outlet that sold off a bunch of their homes. And the real estate people told me, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. They're not doing that. The, 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 the housing market is is going gangbusters. It is so fucking hot right now, Kramer. And I go, it's not going to be for long. 
It's not going to be for long, and these prices are going to crash, and then the interest rates are going to go up, and I'm explaining the whole thing. I was called crazy from real estate people, the experts. I'm tired of the experts telling me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about as I'm watching them go out and, and fiddle like Nero as Rome burns. There's well, a reason why I'm telling you this. The thing is, you knew what you were talking about, but on the same side, they knew what they were talking about because it was going gangbusters for well, Vanguard well, and BlackRock. Well, but it, it was, and it was, these real estate agents were making, I mean, we sold our house. I sold my house in December of 21. Uh, we sold my uh, our house, Chris. Um, we made a ton more money than we should have because the idiot bought for cash from California. Just crazy. And, and and I felt guilt. Well, I shouldn't say that. He was an idiot from California. So it is Never what it feel is. Guilty. Um, but we took the guy's money, right? Uh, and then the the house I sold for it was a it was a million dollar home. It it shot up even higher after we sold. It. I go, damn it, we should have waited. I'm glad we didn't, because six weeks later that house lost about thirty percent of its its value. It was under what it was valued when we sold it. My point being is that it's that volatile. I saw it coming. I I, I don't want to be right. I don't want to be the 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 bringer of bad news all the time. Then go see. I told you so. But what I'm saying is, over the last few months, what's going to happen next is worse. My son just got laid off from his job. He calls. He's upset. He goes, Dad, he says, I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing everything that I can. And it seems that everything that I do, that it, it comes right back in my face, and and I, I, I lose everything. It's like I've ma- I'm always making the wrong decision. And he's had, a tr- he's had a tough time after he got out of college. Graduated from college, got a great job, COVID hits. And then it's just been one thing after another. You know, he was the last guy in, first guy to go. So he's been suffering the the effects, the aftershocks of COVID for, for three years. And he's at the end of his rope. He's a young kid. He's 28 years old, wants to get married. But he says he, he, he fears, and he's getting married this fall, but he fears what's coming. And I told him, I said, Matt, I said, I hate to tell you this. It's going to get worse. Now, what's he, what's he, if you don't mind me asking, what's he got a degree in? Health sciences or something like that. He was going to be a doctor, and then he decided not to continue, and so he can be a some kind of exercise dude. I don't know. I was going to say, if he's got an engineering degree or anything remotely close to engineering, uh, down here there's constant positions open. Yep. Yep. I, well, I, I think that what we've got is we got a bunch of kids. And, and Chris, I was lucky. I, I knew exactly what I wanted to be. Um, since the time, you know, I, I, I did a report in eighth grade and I knew exactly what I, what I wanted to be. That drove my life for the rest of my life from eighth grade on. I knew exactly the industry and everything I wanted to be in. This is it. I did broadcasting for 40 years. So, um, you know, I, I, I did good because I, had, I was passionate and I knew what I wanted to do. Too many kids were told, go get an education at college and then go figure out what the fuck you want to do. And I tried to talk him out of it. And last, in fact, last night he said, he goes, well, nobody told me not to go to college. I go, yeah, I did. I told you don't go unless you know what you want to be. He says, well, I knew what I wanted to be. And I said, I told you that was going to take 12 years minimum. And you didn't oh, want yeah. to stay. You didn't want to stick with it. So, you know, here's the thing, Chris, and, and, and thanks for calling tonight, is that I, I think that it's important for the American people to get their head wrapped around the fact that as bad as it is right now, it can always get worse. It can always get worse. You think you've got it bad right now? Do you have to go down to the river to wash your clothes? 
Do you have to boil your water? Well, up in Michigan, you might. <laughs> but do you have to boil your water because it's unclean? Do, do you have to carry a gun on you? Not because, you know, you want to carry a gun, but you're carrying a gun because it's, it keeps you safe. You have to. These, these are all signs that we're in trouble because this is not normal society. You're live with Kramer Says. What's your name? Where are you calling from? It's Brooklyn. I'm so glad you said that. Do you have to go to the river to wash your clothes? You're, you're fucking right, bro. That's what we did in South America, bro. Yep. We had to go and fucking wash it. Yo, and people, yo, people, they keep fucking around thinking it's a fucking game. And yeah, and listen, they, they, they keep trying to pander to Hispanics and they're wondering why so many Hispanics, you know, becoming pro because we went through this shit. Like, we know what's coming. Like, this is just like deja vu for us. Like, we see the writing on the wall, you know? Well, That's that why you have towns in, in Texas flipping red like fucking, like, like, like pancakes. It's like, you can't bullshit us. We fucking live through this shit, bro. Like, don't fucking try to sell me a dream. Like, I went through that already, motherfucker. Well, that, that's the again. thing. I, I, I put a TikTok out today that said, it's amazing to me that the number, <laughs> the number, the number of um, socialists that aren't lined up at the border trying to escape capitalism. There's no socialist on our border yeah, trying no, to get no. out of the country. <laughs> Nobody's trying to escape capitalism. But what we do have on the border is nearly a, a million people amassed, and they're escaping yeah. corruption, gangs, and crime, and socialism. Right? They're escaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just to touch on your point, you do notice that like a lot of the people that are pushing for socialism here, they don't go. They, they don't push it from said country. They, they, they talk that shit here, but you got like Tiffany Caban that won't go back to Cuba and talk that no. shit. But you, no. won't have, you won't have the AOCs going back to Puerto Rico saying that shit. But they'll come and talk that shit here. There's a fucking uh, Jose something that he's a, he's a, the worst part. He's from Venezuela and he's a, he's a, a contributor at Fox News. He talks all that shit here. But how come you don't see this shit in Venezuela? That's I mean, right. Why, why did you come here? That's of right. Not gonna talk that shit no, nobody's no nobody uh, nobody's going down to Venezuela and trying to sell them gender fluidity. Nobody's going to Cuba and trying to sell them that, you know, a, a man is a woman. Nobody's doing that. They're not going to China and trying to sell that shit. They're trying to sell that yeah, shit to a market that they know is dumb enough to buy it. Exactly. Dumb enough and, and, and uneducated. And just to touch up on a point that you said before, is it going to get crazy? I see this, like, when shit hits the fan, because I don't know if you saw another two banks just fucking nose bad in the market. And yeah. Like they're gonna well, it wasn't just two. two. It wasn't just two. There was 12. There were 12. Holy shit. Yeah. So I, I just saw the two, but thanks for yep. the heads up. Bro, when shit hits the fan, prepare for Sri Lanka. Like, I'm Sri Lanka, bro. Like, people are going to get dragged out of homes. Yep. And it's just like, and it's like, they think they're safe. The AOCs with their bodyguards and shit. Wait, wait till it gets crazy. And then, it, you know, it's, it's going to get bad. And that's and what really, scared the shit out of them. Brooklyn, 100%. that's what scared the shit out of them on January 6th, is that they, they saw... They saw what was going to happen. They had a Marie Antoinette and Louis XIV moment. They thought that they were about to lose their heads. And yep. so and, they... And, and, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, and, 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 back to, and back to what we were talking about yesterday, this is why the whole Bud Light and the whole... Like, they're doubling down because the thing is that the Bud Light, the Fox News... It's exposing how little their numbers are. Right. Because Bud Light lost just lost like eight, ten million or a billion in revenue. Fox News lost a billion in just one fucking day. Yep. So this, so so like the numbers, you know, the, the you know, the fact that their numbers are very low is becoming very visceral to the public. You can't hide it no more. 
like you could see that it's artificially inflated. So when you put that 1% against the 80 or 90% that's sane and just want to live comfortable lives and be left the fuck alone, like, yep. well, it, it's going to be a slaughter. It is. Well, and, and and again, Brooklyn, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the typical. Typical. I was talking with Chris earlier uh, tonight. Is that um, I don't think it's going to be a situation like a, a typical civil war. I don't think it's going to be the typical revolution. I think they're going to let the entire system collapse, and they'll do it slow enough that it won't look like it's on purpose. But it's all on purpose. They they told us in the Great Reset. They've told us the plan. I read the fucking book. This is what we're going to do. And then we're going to come in and we're going to take control and we're going to tell you how we're going to fix the situation. We're going to come back and offer you the solution. We'll be able to give you food. We'll be able to give you medicine. We'll be able to give you health care. We'll put a roof over your head. We'll put a blanket around you. We'll keep you warm. That's what we'll we'll do. But you got to get rid of the yeah, Constitution. Right. You got to get rid exactly. of the Constitution. That's what they'll so tell us. The people in Canada and Venezuela waiting for medical care. Yep. But like, matter of fact, in Canada, like, like there's doctors that have signs out there. They're not accepting any more new patients. It's it's nice to have free healthcare and shit like that. But the thing is that if being a doctor isn't lucrative for a doctor, you don't have that many people becoming doctors. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not worth it. That's for them. exactly. So they might as well become laborers. Exactly. Well, Brooklyn, thanks for calling tonight, as always, and I appreciate the call. Um, we're going to wrap it up tonight. It's interesting that what we've been talking about here at Kramer Says for the last several years, the last two to three years, um, and in particular the last three to four months, uh, the message that I've been trying to tell you is, is have faith. You're going to have to have faith because you're not going to have much left. They've told you their plan. Their plan is simple. You will own nothing and be happy. I don't know about you. But when somebody tells me what I'm going to do and demanding that I be happy, that's a fuck you right in the face. The people that are in charge want it this way. As bad as it seems, as bad as it looks, this is the way they want it. Or they're incapable of getting us back. The men and women who are capable of getting us back to 2019, taking our country back, they're doing everything in their power to block them from being able to be a representative for us in 2024. Everything happening today, all the court cases you're seeing against Trump, all the movement that's being done by the Democrats against the Supreme Court, all of that right now, every bit of it, is 2024 election interference. It's preemptive. That's what they're doing. That's my opinion. The way that we stop them is by standing. We stop them by letting them know that they're not our rulers. They have no power. It's on loan from we the people. We put them there. It's our voice they represent. Not theirs. Not their families. Not their friends. Ours, the American people. And we've got a permission slip to drag them out of their goddamn offices and hold them accountable. We don't have to ask their permission. We just start over. Are you ready? Hopefully the militias are. Hopefully the militias are seeing that their call is coming. Because the invaders are coming. The invaders are coming. We're being Paul Revere's. We're being the, the uh, canary in the coal mines. We've got a problem at our southern border. We've got a problem at our northern border. We need our militias to stand and make a statement. They don't even have to march yet. They just have to make a statement that if, and if the federal government refuses to do their job, they will go do it for them. And then we will turn and we will hold the American government, our elected officials, not the military, not the police, elected officials, sheriffs, 
politicians. That's who we hold. That's who we hold accountable. We've got a lot of great sheriffs around the nation. They have the authority to deputize those in their community that will protect their communities. We're returning to the wild, wild west because the people in D.C. and the people in large cities refuse to do the jobs to protect their states. It's time that you start making your voice heard. How do you do it? You start in your own community. You start in your own fucking neighborhood. You find out which neighbors in your community, in your neighborhood, feel like you feel. You build a network of them. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to lift a finger. There's no violence. That's not how it starts, right? That's how it ends. The way you start it is, is that you've got your five or six people and you say, you know what? We've got extra time. I know at my age, I've got time that I can spend in the evening if I needed to go to a school board meeting. I don't have any kids in school. I'm going there to be a voice for the community. That's how you start it. And you get five or six people to do that. And the following meeting, you've got 20 or 30. And then before you know it, you're out at a school board member whose, ha- whose plan you disagree with, who will not listen to we the people, and you show up in their neighborhood at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning to protest them at their homes. That's how the left does it. That's how they're winning, folks. If you're not willing to do what they're willing to do, you're going to lose. How do I know? Because when my competition gets out of bed at five o'clock in the morning to go to work, I'm already at work at four. That's what I've done my entire career. That's how you win. You beat them there on everything. They're not smarter than you are. They're not more powerful. They've just got a lot of people in high positions that are making people believe that their cause is greater than it is, that there's more support for their cause than there is. Here's the thing, and here's how I know. I go to social media, and I do a live, in particular, in particular on TikTok, where I may only have 10 or or 15,000 followers. And I will draw an audience in a live of 15, 20, 30,000 people in a live, having a conversation like this before they cut it. Meanwhile, major influencers on the left and the right with millions of followers, can't garner more than a 1,000 people in their lives. That's how I know that the numbers are not what they say they are. Either they're skewing me way, way big, which I doubt, or they're showing us the real numbers that they have. It's time that you start speaking up. It doesn't have to be violence in the streets. It doesn't have to be yelling and screaming at somebody. It just has to be showing up. Find something in your community that you're passionate about. In Brownsburg, Indiana, I would say that the mama bears in that community ought to get themselves out of their chairs and get over to the school board meetings. Because in Brownsburg, Indiana, school teachers there and school aides thought it was a good idea that with a special needs student who was having a bad day, that they told him, if you throw up, you're going to eat that vomit. When the young man threw up, they gave him a spoon and forced him to eat his own warm vomit. Brownsburg, Indiana, you mama bears, you got to take control of your school system. Oh, it's full of lefties. Then fucking run. Stop being a complainer and be a part of the solution. That's how it happens. You find your cause, and then you get ravenous on it. Vicious. 
Show them that you're not going to stop. Hold them accountable. And if you need to find out who they're fucking on the side, what they're doing at work, the, the little things that in their community that will harm their reputation, then fucking burn them to the ground. we got to start playing by the same rules, rules, folks. It's that simple. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm very passionate about it. As I tell you that unless you start playing by these rules, if you, if, if you discontinue taking the high road, you will find that you're going to succeed faster. I know you want to be able to say you took the high road. There's no trophies on the high road. Sadly, all the trophies are on the low road. That's how you win these days. I wish it weren't that way, but that's the way the game is being played. And how do I know? Well, because this right here is acceptable. Last night, millions of Americans tuned in to one of the most shameful hours we have ever seen on cable television. That's Chuck Schumer With on the House of uh, the Senate floor, rather, demanding that a private entity censor its content. Uh, that's how I know. This is how I know. Inside, Inside the walls of, of this court, court the, the Supreme, Supreme court, court is hearing arguments, as you know, for the, the first major that's abortion. Chuck Schumer. That's Chuck Schumer threatening Supreme Court justices. The left, Democrats, have gotten very comfortable with making threats. Joe Biden told us that we better not stand up against him because, well, he's got F-16s and, and atomic bombs. He didn't say that just once. He said that three times now. What other president in American history has threatened its own citizens with attack? Only one. Joe Biden. Folks, that does it for tonight. If you want to get involved, please let us know at syndicationandkramersays.com. We're trying to build the future. We want you to be a part of it. We don't want you to give us anything. We, we, would, we would love to sell you a T-shirt and have you fund our app through that. That's what we'd love to happen. If you, if you haven't gone and looked at the merch store, please do so. We're going to open one that is not inside Kramer Says. We're going to put one on the outside of Kramer Says so you don't have to join the platform to get in and see the, the wares. But please, um, if you get an opportunity, if you want to help out what we're doing, please do so. Uh, again, I don't ask for anything for myself. Uh, it's to pay for the services of the, the sites and everything that we're doing, the developers that we're putting on board. Um, to build what's next. We're super excited about it, and hopefully you are too. Get over to KramerSays.com and get yourself a free account. And while you're there, check out the swag that we got. With that being said, my name is Kramer. This is Kramer Says Live. We'll be back tomorrow night or as soon as we can. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSays.com.